When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 221, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, fail early to succeed big when you launch. And joining me on today's show is Patrick Caldrum. He founded Crowdco eight years ago, the world's first crowdfunding agency. Since then, he has tested and improved uh, some very successful marketing strategists that Crowdco has used to help over 300 startups startups to get funded. And on today's show, Patrick's going to share what you need to succeed when launching a crowdfunding campaign, tools that will help you grow your mailing list, as well as how to define your target audience and start your crowdfunding marketing strategy. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thanks for inviting me. To, this is to the, real oh, look, at my, my pleasure. It is my pleasure because, as I mentioned before we pressed record, uh, crowdfunding is not something that we've really spoken about much on uh, the show. I did go to last year to a, a workshop where someone used crowdfunding to fund uh, money so that she could create a television series. And um, there's some great stuff going on here. So we're really tapping into to your expertise. Just give me a bit of an idea on what prompted you to create eight years ago uh, Crowdco, uh, the world's first crowdfunding agency. I love speaking to people who are doing things first. What gave you the idea to start this? Was it something that had been bubbling along in your mind for a while or how did it happen? Take us back on that journey. Sure. We're, we're, before I actually get in, got into crowdfunding, I was actually head of a film um, studio oh. and I was in charge of the, of the film marketing. Yeah specifically into the digital marketing. So I had been exploring different ways of tracking direct um, the ROI, the, the magic ROI, which in social media, it's really hard to, to really engage, mm. you know, if, if there's something that's instantly hitting and, and, and it's working. So when I got into the, I got actually invited by a, a company from Australia, actually. Uh, it was a startup and they had just launched a Kickstarter campaign it was um, the the toy was called the Aptac Laser Blaster, uh -huh. which was basically a, 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 like a Nerf gun, but you put your phone on top of it, and you were able to play virtual reality Nerf gun. Wow! So it was a pretty cool toy, yeah. and that was kind of my my introduction into into the Kickstarter and the crowdfunding space. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about it was the fact that I was able to really measure 
what I was doing in the promotion side and the PR and the social media. Mm. And, we, and I was seeing direct results with people's uh, responses to what we were doing mm -hmm. because people would go to Kickstarter after we posted something or we were able to get a story featured on Mashable and all of a sudden you started to see people, you know, uh, pledging for that particular project. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was very, um, you know, it was the first time that I actually got to see a quick instant result. And back then, crowdfunding was just barely getting started. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the, the whole crowdfunding space has evolved into a much bigger, much more complex universe mm. than what it was, you know, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I, I love that story. Thank you. I mean, and congratulations too, I think. How often does someone recognize, you know, through their experiences, recognize some great opportunities, but just sit on them and, oh, you know, someone else might be, has probably built it already, whatever, but you took the initiative and you've actually gone and, and developed this. So that that's fantastic. And also too, when you think of crowdfunding, absolutely, the campaigns that you hear, and I'm sure you'll be, you'll be sharing some of those success stories here through clients you've worked with to think that when you get a theme a story and and you tap into people's emotions and that they've got similar values and things that they care about incredible that you can get this community to get behind this idea and really support that not only in kind but with money it really is um, just an, an incredible so let's dive in what are some of the things that we need to do and have in place to succeed when launching a crowdfunding campaign because I'm sure there are many people who have launched a crowdfunding campaign yet didn't quite achieve the goals they wanted and probably because they were lacking some of the things you're going to share with us today yes Yes. Well, I think, you know, the, the, the biggest piece of the puzzle is when you want to launch a campaign and you want to be successful, a lot of people think that just by going on Kickstarter and having a really cool page mm. is all you need to make it, you know, to make a killing. Yeah. But there's a lot more work that happens mm. uh, prior to the launch of the campaign. And it goes from the very beginning from understanding what your product, what is the, the real value that your product is going to do, mm -hmm. what are the, the benefits that it will it will give you know, your potential customers, mm. who is your potential customer and how to get to those potential customers and how you, do you get those customers to come on the first day of your campaign? So all those questions need to be answered in a way that um, you will have enough time to build a very strong strategy um, mm. that will get you on day one of your launch. You'll be like around 30 to maybe even percent, 100% funded. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then based on on that formula you will be able to really maximize the rest of your campaign mm -hmm. after that so yeah, yeah. every week you want to be pushing press you want to be pushing all your friends your email marketing uh, you want to be optimizing your emails you want to be adding value to the backers that are already coming if there's ways for you to upsell any of the incentives that you've already done even better yeah so Let's unpack some of that because we'll, we'll get into some of those step-by-steps that will be, ha sure. be very handy. So one of the things that you're saying, um, you really need to understand your ideal customer, what's the value, what's the outcome, and really tap into that, which is very important. And I'd imagine that that is in the, the case, say, of organizations that want to build a product. In fact, one of my colleagues that I attend a networking event, she wanted to crowdfund, and I don't know what uh, platform that she used, may have been Kickstarter, I think, um, uh, development of a journal, journal that businesses could use. She developed her own one with all of the things that she could see was lacking in other journals, 
put all that in and she wanted to crowdfund the manufacturer of that. So that's a product. So obviously she would tap into her ideal client who are other customers, businesses who feel that current market, you know, current markets are offered, you know, journals are just not providing a, a value. But what in the instance of say an organization that may be crowdfunding to support uh, for a child or for, for someone who needs an operation or something like that, because there's not a physical product then that the customers, the consumers can walk away with. It's more of a the story. In that instance, are there some, some strategies that you can share to help them when they're putting a crowdfunding campaign together? Sure. Well, I've never worked on a health-related crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. But the formulas are very sim similar, mm -hmm. where yeah. you basically want to make sure that you communicate your clear intention in the, in the very beginning. Yeah. You you know you 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 create that connection. So creating the 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 what the why and the how yes. is basically the way that you want to make this work and make it you know compelling enough, easy to understand, yes. and with a straight call to action. Mm -hmm. So if I am raising funds for a relative who is suffering from a, from a, you know, from something that needs to, you know, it's going to be very expensive. There's mm -hmm. a lot of medical bills. Um, you know, we basically want to create different tiers that will be, you know, available for anybody who might have, you know, only $5 to pledge mm -hmm. to maybe your rich uncle who has a thousand dollars. So, you want to make sure that you you create all those different levels in order to accommodate and you know make the most of it. Yeah, and yeah. then definitely, um, I would also tie into the emotional plea. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, if people can't give you money, they can still share your project. Yes. So having sharing tools um, that will get the word out, that will make it easier for them to understand, would be key. So. Yeah. When there's there's a really good tool um, that we use a lot, which is called Gleam. It's actually an Australian startup, oh. Gleam.io. Yes. And they use um, they have some really amazing um, pre-launch marketing tools mm -hmm. that a lot of people can use, as well as doing the live campaign. You can yeah. actually connect your Indiegogo or your Kickstarter and promote it through there. Wow. Get people to refer, and they earn points. You know, so there's different assets that that you could probably use for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and as you're talking, I'm kind of mapping it out. So what I'm going to do, because for people that are, it's new, is kind of map that out too, and then you can fill in the gaps. So obviously what you're saying, you need really need to get clear on your why. What's the objective? What are people contributing to? What's the outcome for them? And that story and, you know, tapping into the emotions of people, I think is very important. I'd imagine that as we're setting that, that up, the verbiage, so the communications, the writing that needs to tell that story, very emotional emotional um, aspects or tapping into the emotions. I would imagine images are very important as well. Maybe a, a mock-up of the final, in the case of my colleague with the journal, she had images of um, journals that she had mocked up already. Uh, in the case of if it's contributing to um, a person, say, who needs an operation, maybe some shots of them um, telling a story. It's all about telling stories, isn't it? What can we integrate that will tell that story, whether it be through visual or, or actual words? words yes yes yeah you definitely want to find that connection mm. so the connection between your backers and and your project or your story yes and how you know how, how are they going to be part of it you know what sort of benefits they'll be able to get yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then, so, of course, it's just like what you're talking around, um, you know, your ideal client. You've got to understand that there's going to be a demographic of the market, maybe people who have experienced it, they've lived it because they've gone through it themselves or they have relatives. But it, it's, it, it really is tapping into that emotion of the heartstrings and people who want to, to support that. Then you've spoken about the tiers. So there's obviously various tiers just to explain to people. Um, you might have $5 contribution right up to whatever. Is there too many tiers? Because in business, we say give people too many options and they're going to get overwhelmed and they'll do nothing. Is there a good number of tiers to have? Well, I guess it really depends to the, the type of project or product that you're launching. So right. if it's if it's going to be, um, for example, video games or mm -hmm. movies, you could have you know many, many tiers because yeah. you could be offering so many different things that people are going to want to get yeah. so it could be like a script or dvd but if you're talking of a smartphone iphone case um you know then you maybe just want to stick to the iphone case mm -hmm. and do bundle packages yeah um you know but our, our always our focus is trying to be on the product yeah so you there you know there's plenty of campaigns that, that focus on on having a t-shirt and then adding something of value so it mm -hmm. could also be a product that that actually adds more value so you could get like a you know a beach bag with a towel and you could get the towel in the beach bag for you know x amount of money and mm -hmm. it's going to be still cheaper than so it really you really have to do a lot of the the, the market research before you launch the campaign yes. to understand what's going to work better yeah. and what's valuable and, what does your what would prompt your audience to go wow i want to go for the big tier because i'm going to get my photograph with so-and-so who's going to, you know, whatever it is, yeah. um, and that's going to prompt the, the contribution and, and um, participating in that, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Talk about then, um, so we've got the tiers, we've obviously got a really good story, we've got creatives, the, the visual elements and the words that are really telling that story and it's clear, concise. Then you have shared, you said something that um, what you want to do is to have regular ways to touch base, to get that message out in front of people. What are some strategies that you've seen done really well? Because one of the things that you don't want to do is seem like you're pushing this idea, please come and fund this, give money to this, that kind of thing. How can we do that more creatively that is going to get in front of people and and prompt their contribution or prompt their sharing um, without being annoying, if that makes sense? What, what strategies have you seen work really well? I think the biggest thing is if you know, your campaign is going to take 30 days to raise those funds. Yeah. Um, throughout that time, what you want to do is you want to keep, you know, educating people about the product, mm -hmm. uh, giving them insights in terms of how it works. So maybe you could do on Kickstarter, you could do uh, a live feed, a live video feed and ask Q&As. Mm -hmm. So you can go and do a, a demo. We did this for a, a 3D printer that we actually got, it, the campaign got funded in the first four hours of the campaign. Yeah. And, you know, we wanted to make different, strategies to to help them you know continue to grow and, and 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 really scale and so one of the things was doing a live demo of the mm -hmm. 3d printer so yeah. people got to see and got to ask questions and oh what, what is the type of, you know how do we put this the, the the filaments inside and you know how do you clean it so people really got engaged into the into the story and they get more engaged in the in the product and all of a sudden you have some friend of him who was watching the video comes in and pledges so yes. you know making making them really um be part of the product mm -hmm. and 
in the campaign is is key. Yeah. So but people love that, don't they? Um, and doing lives and things like that, taking them on the journey, the behind the scenes. How can you use it? And I think when someone, if it's we're talking about a product, uh, because they can't touch it, feel it, use it by demonstrating and being able to Q and A particularly on a Facebook platform where many people can continue to share, like, and so forth, you've got the opportunity that your content that you're sharing gets shared by other people, you know, like-minded people. So that works really well. So live demonstrations, educate, really important, give some insight. So if you were doing, say, a 30-day campaign, would you be looking at creating some form of content every single day or is that too much every second day what kind of timing do you say is beneficial yeah i, I usually keep it at every two days yeah. um you know we really don't want to be oversaturating yeah. the audience mm -hmm. but I, I would say probably every two days and you know there's something there's very you know some huge news that you guys just came out on cnn and or you know watch us tonight on on the local news yes so you know there's always going to be those those uh, sporadic moments that you just want to come in and share. Yeah. Uh, I I think it really comes down to your 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 energy because yeah. you're also the founder. You're you know you're behind and this creativity. Product. What ideas? Yeah. What can you do differently? Like I can imagine if if you uh, somehow you try and get your you know your people involved, yeah. and somehow if one of the things is if you also do this, like if you've got a book or something, or you send something out and someone takes a photo of it and they share it, and then through them doing that, you you give them something else that. People, you know, if, if you can contribute their sharing or somehow not contribute, um, harness that sharing um, and that content that other people will share on your behalf, that's third-party validation. And it, yes. it just goes to show, if you're creating a campaign, not only do you have to know the why, you know, tap in to get that message, the, cre the creative elements around that's so important, but map out what can we do that's different? Can we tap into conversations that are already going on that will allow us to to take that momentum that's already being built and then that momentum kind of catapults our message out there as as well have you seen crowd because I'm, I'm now doing brainstorming you know ideas have you seen crowdfunded campaigns work really well where perhaps there's a complementary crowdfunding campaign that they've somehow worked together and through the momentum oh. that they're building they've really catapulted their exposure well that's called cross-promotional and ah. it does happen a lot yeah. During the between campaigns, uh, you know, we we've had several campaigns that have done well over four hundred thousand wow. dollars, um, where we were able to, you know, partner with other campaigns that had similar products mm -hmm. that had added value to what our backers were were going into, yeah. and the um, cross promotionals really helped because we were able to get in front of other backers from yeah. other campaigns and bring them over to our campaign, yes, and. You know that also is that's that's an update by itself. So yeah. you can you can oh, share absolutely. like yeah. you know like uh, products projects we love uh, for the, for this week. You mm -hmm. know and then share that their campaigns and they'll do the same return. Yeah. And then just like even a thank you, like you, you can share the image, but because your image has somehow got your brand name or whatever uh, attached to it, hey, a shout out, thank you so much for supporting us, blah, 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 blah. But in the same time, you're still getting that message out there and I can see that that can continue to build momentum. And often it's really hard if you're, you're doing things on your own, if you can leverage and unite. And, and I, we mentioned this on the previous um, uh, 
interview that we did that um, the collaboration is the new you know the new competitiveness so you can imagine mm -hmm. if you've got in your planning you've identified and I'm sure working with someone such as yourself you're working with clients all the time in this if you can see a, a, a natural fit and an extension to partner with other people in this everybody wins you know through that um, collaboration. Let's talk about um, some of the tools that will help people grow their mailing list. I mean, we, we've heard it for many, many decades that it's in the mailing list. But in this instance, it can be quite difficult to get someone's email address, or maybe not. Maybe there's some great tools that you're leveraging with your clients. So one of them I just mentioned, which was a Gleam. Yep. Gleam.io. Is that G-L-E-A-M dot I-O? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it allows you to create uh, contests or giveaways where you create um, there's different points for mm -hmm. every action that you take and you can, you can take multiple actions mm -hmm. uh, to enter the campaign to enter the contest so for example uh, we're giving away a speaker that is going to be the speaker that we're going to be launching on, on Kickstarter in a month from now and in order to enter this, this uh, contest you have to share our website mm -hmm. or share our link uh refer x amount of friends and you earn five points uh tweet about us and we we have all these uh, messages are out of populated mm -hmm. so they'll have a link to our our website and that way you create you know a lot of growth mm -hmm. but it also brings back more people so people will have to si sign up they have to enter their email yes uh so that is a very quick way Mm. And then, you know, you just have to figure out where your niche audience is. Yeah. So if you understand where your audience is, is going to, you might find that, that there's a blog that is doing a, a contest. And mm. then, you know, you can give them that or they, they like to share contests. Mm -hmm. So then they can share your contest and then, you know, you're creating a really targeted um, audience from that. Yes. So that is something that you could be doing on a daily basis. It keeps growing and growing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we've had some campaigns that have gotten well over four thousand entries. Mm -hmm. uh, some actually, you know, there's there's a, a few case studies that some big big campaigns uh, were able to leverage this and raise over a million dollars just by doing a contest wow. that only cost them, you know, a fraction of that. Wow! <laughs> Something that I want to mention that you you said, and before people start to go off and go, wow a contest kind of thing what was key was you said look for websites or some other businesses who have your ideal clients there because sometimes what I've heard in the past where people have run competitions people wanted to participate because yeah maybe there was an iPad or something like that but they didn't really spend time in who was our ideal client or who was our ideal audience member where are they hanging out go and tap into that community then because if you're then you know compiling 4,000 emails which is a lot of great number of emails but if those people aren't your ideal clients then it, there's no point and you know you, you really haven't yeah. won anything so that that's key and I wanted to mention that Patrick because sometimes uh, businesses don't they forget that part and then unfortunately yeah it's it's, it's it. the crucial mm. tiny detail yeah but it's yes, tiny but that, massive yeah yeah, Can so it, it's yeah. it's definitely one of the the, the, the important things, which is mm. you know takes us to the defining your audience. How do you define your audience? Which is also another tool to um, allow you to grow your email list. Mm -hmm. So you know by testing out early, going in on social media, um, you want to make sure that you can 
find similar campaigns, maybe on Kickstarter or Indiegogo that are similar to yours, mm -hmm. understand what they did, um, who their audience was. Uh, they might have Instagram accounts. They might have Twitter accounts. Um, you can follow those Instagram accounts and then see what type of followers they have. And eventually you're going to start to grow an audience that is going to be the lookalike audience mm. to those campaigns, which will get you um, a very specific audience that is similar to, to yours. And, you know, in a few weeks later, you'll go to your insights and you'll be able to see more or less what your demographics are yeah. based on that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other one is obviously uh, Facebook. Um, we do a lot of Facebook A-B testing mm -hmm. uh, with lead generation. It's a great tool that Facebook just um, opened a few, you know, recently. Mm. And that one has been uh, pr pretty good for a lot of Kickstarter campaigns. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we, we just finished working on one that raised over a hundred thousand and 30% of the funds came from Facebook leads. So, you know, with that, you, you, there is a budget that you need to spend for ads, mm. but if you know how to use the ads, you can really optimize those emails and really make sure that you do a great job yeah absolutely and i think when any business is looking at this they're raising funds for whatever say product development and if they're really as you said spend time in defining who their ideal clients are and and the audience and we're really talking demographics as well as psychographics which is around the emotions tapping into you know what keeps them up at night what are their core values what's going to spark action to support mm -hmm. that that's all very very important but if you map that out and you're compiling names and email addresses which having someone's email address is absolute gold we need to look after that of course but you imagine you look have foresight into the future that name and of that person or Elizabeth is a person could be an advocate it could be someone who now that they've been introduced to your business can continue uh, the journey and there may be other products or there may be whatever so when you map that out in the long term whilst you're investing at the beginning for Facebook ads and what have you investing in, in, in experts such as yourself I think when we think long term we can see the benefit and how we're yes. going to leverage that the relationships with other organizations that we now can partner with and all of that I think can have really long term benefits when you strategize you have a plan in place and you know how you're going to leverage that um, once the campaign is finished is that what you're seeing with your clients as well oh yes definitely um, you know we, we, we've been lucky to work with some very incredible startups mm. a few of them have um, one of them was recently acquired by Bose, Bose. oh you know, the, really the, the headphones yes and, and they yeah, had a, yeah. um, hush smart earplugs it was the name of the, of the Kickstarter campaign. Oh. And then Bose bought them, and now they're, I think they're called Hush Bose or Sleep Earplugs. I forgot right. the name. Yes. And then, uh, you know, we had another one that was called the X, X, X Plus One, which was a, a, the fastest drone, quadcopter drone. Mm -hmm. um, they eventually got funded on Kickstarter with, with our support. And then a year later, went to Shark Tank and got funded by the five sharks. Yes. And it was a pretty big one. So, you know, we've seen a lot of that initial push and momentum yes. from the Kickstarter community and, and how they were able to push forward after and grow, you know, their future mm -hmm. fundraisers, grow their brand, grow the, you know, the, 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 the validation they needed to get to a whole new place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but I, I agree with you. I think, 
the the the, the initial people those emails that you say mm. um, will allow you to either you know take your product to the next level mm. or continue using Kickstarter as a serial Kickstarter and you know grow the value of backers because if you also think about it your first campaign could lead to many more campaigns successful campaigns if of you keep course. your Customers happy, people are happy with the product. They'll leave you some amazing reviews and testimonials. Yes, and you can use that for your next campaigns. Yeah. So I don't think people realize the the that name, that email address has has been given to you because someone has contributed and and often their money. If someone's given you money, no matter what it is, they've parted with their hard earned dollar. So there's a level of no of trust within that relationship with that your organization that you that is valuable and i think when you they're interested in you you know in, in your story and as we know online for our our businesses to create a community who will support us and in then support us in giving money i think is really valuable so organizations certainly need to 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 see how we're going to continue to to leverage these relationships and build these relationships because that's what it's all about for sure so if you're thinking then um, of these these campaigns that that you are running are there let's before we finish up on the show and, and of course we've only touched the surface I'm sure what would be um, first of all I want to say one thing you said and we said at the beginning of the show this is one of your quotes fail early to succeed big when you launch uh, um, sorry fail early so that you can concede succeed big when you launch i think it's a great reminder and just to reflect that when someone has gone on uh, you know on any of the kickstarter platforms if they didn't quite get the result that they wanted and i believe that a lot of the platforms if you don't reach your target then the money is gone back to the contributors you don't actually get anything now that could be seen as failure and, and look no one wants to, to to kind of fail for sure but i think when we're looking at businesses today that they want to develop a product um, or even a service, maybe there's something that you want to, to provide, you need some funding to help you. This is great feedback from your ideal clients, your ideal audience that are saying you haven't quite yet got your message right. So I just want to share that with people that if that has happened to them, look, celebrate it because now you know that that language that you use, the graphics and what have you, um, just wasn't tapping into that audience. Go back to the drawing board, reach out to Patrick and we'll share how you can get in, in contact with him. Because the next time, if you have a really successful campaign and you've got people sharing, liking, contributing, all of that, you know you've got a pretty good product in mind, don't you? You can. Do you find that with the people that you've worked with? Um, that well, when there's yeah, been, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can tell you that our two of our largest crowdfunding successes have been mm. failures uh, the really? first time around. Yeah, yeah. And we came, we didn't get funded the first time. We saw that there was a huge potential from from the, from the product side. Uh, we had already accumulated over 30% of, of backers mm -hmm. uh, that gave us an idea that, you know, if we have this many backers, even though we didn't, we didn't make it, yes. uh, we still have access to them. So we went back, we, we modified some things that we realized that were not working the first time around. Mm -hmm. We changed the video, um, some sections and, and, you know, we figured out that we could maybe even lower the, the asking um, funding goal. Mm -hmm. So, with all of those different things, we came back, we brought the backers, we got funded in the first 48 hours, and we were like, yes, you know? Um, yeah. So there's, is, I, I definitely think that the, the failing the first time doesn't mean that no. you just have to, 
you have to really keep yourself um, in line and understand, you know, what you have yeah. and then see it from a different perspective, like you said. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I mean, for any business who may be self-funding the development of their product, I mean, how many businesses do you find go out of business before they've even really launched or sold their product because mar the market just it wasn't there? I and mean, they thought it was a mm -hmm. good idea, but no one else did. And so, you know, being able to really tweak it to, to make sure that the messaging that you've got um, is really connecting with your ideal clients. And that's important. And, and you're certainly going to get that feedback to how many people contribute to that campaign the the last question that i wanted to ask and then we'll get people you to share how people can get in contact with you i mean you mentioned a 30-day campaign i mean i'm sure and i think i've seen a couple of months campaign are there good time frames for campaigns or does it again well, it differs no it, it, it is um statistically it's better to launch campaign that lasts anywhere between 30 and 45 days okay that's where your attention span mm -hmm. And the, I mean, there's there's plenty of campaigns that do 60 or they more days and mm -hmm. they get a lot of money. But usually, you want to keep a very. It's kind of like a, a TV show. You mm. you you don't want to extend it and watch a six-hour Oprah television, you know, mm -hmm. or something like that. So, in in the 30 to 45 days is. A good the timing. Best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And have you had shorter campaigns too? I, I suppose you would have. No, not no. really. Um, the the shortest campaign is we've we've kept it at thirty. Thirty, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. yeah. So even if someone is doing a campaign for the first time, a thirty day um, time frame is a really good place to start. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. All right, we promised to share with people how they can get in contact with you, Patrick. What's the best way for them to do that? Sure. So the best way to do it is by going to our website, which is crowdco.co. Mm -hmm. and they have ways to book a free consultation with us. Um, our emails, our Instagram, our phone numbers are there. Uh, so we are more than happy to, to meet and, and talk with you know entrepreneurs and questions. We'll answer anything they have. Fantastic. So, One thing, I, that's what I was going to ask you. What is the weirdest crowdfunding campaign that you've done uh, for, like the, the, the most weirdest product uh, or, or service or whatever that, sure. that you guys have um, helped? <laughs> well, we have a campaign right now, which is live, which is actually a pretty funny, uh, interesting campaign, which is called the, the Buttress Pillow. Uh -huh. And it's actually a natural latex pillow in mm -hmm. the shape of a butt. Oh, really? So <laughs> it even comes with a with with, with some boxers that you wow. can put in. Oh, yes. Um, it, like it a pillow slip. <laughs> yeah, like a pillow slip, and you could choose you could choose uh, you know. Um, so that one is a pretty interesting one. Wow! And do you um, get different size butt pillows because butts come in all different shapes and sizes? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that, that might be the stretch goal. <laughs> That's if, right. If we're doing the small, but then we're doing medium and large and the hey 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 ones. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I think this is such a key area, and I've you know seen other people doing crowdfunding, and I think it's fabulous to be able to. Um, you know, inspire a group of people from all over the world to contribute, um, I think is amazing. And look, thank you for, for sharing and thank thank you for the work we do. And of course, we'll put all of the show notes, the links um, to connect with um, 
Patrick on the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES221. We've also recorded this for those of you who are listening to the audio version. We recorded this because we did this live on Facebook as well. So go to that and link and you'll be able, we'll embed the video version of uh, the, the podcast as well. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.